celebrating over two decades of consecutive broadcasts on the great game of horse racing in Las Vegas. The Race Day Las Vegas show thanks all of our listeners and sponsors for your appreciated support. The following is a Race Day Las Vegas presentation in association with Sirocco Productions Limited on the Race Day Las Vegas radio network. Las Vegas, the longest-running local racing show in the country. Now, out of the gate and off and running, here's your host, Ralph Sirocco. From the backstretch to the turf club, at the race books and on the internet, to all horse players around the world, a good morning. Good, good, good morning to everybody out there. Welcome to the Race Day Las Vegas radio program on this almost Friday, Thursday, January 20th, 2022. That is 1202022. That is your date. Already 20 days into this new year of 2022, we welcome you to the Race Day Las Vegas show. We come to you live and direct from the gaming capital of the world, Las Vegas, Nevada, right here at our studio station, our home base, Sports Talk, 1400 AM. We're looking out the window right now. Of the studio, the sun is just peeking over the building, and it is strong and bright. The sky is blue, the ground is dry, and it's going to be a good day here in Las Vegas on this 20th day of January. Right now, 46 degrees out here. Going to get up to 63 degrees. Looks like it's going to be that way most of the weekend. As uh, you make plans maybe to come out to the uh, gaming capital this weekend for a little action and horse racing in the race books. And, of course, the NFL football division round, a couple of games on Saturday, a couple of games on Sunday, and then we whittle it down to the division titles and the Super Bowl. So who do you have left? We got the, the Bengals and the Tigers, the 49ers and the Packers, the Rams and the Bucks, and the Bills and the Chiefs. going to be a good weekend of gridiron action, a good weekend of action on the racetrack as well for us horse players here in Las Vegas where the, uh, well, of course, the racing conditions for us, always fast and firm because we're in the race books, nice, comfortable race books. Looking at the weather across the country today, up and down the Pacific Coast, clear as a bell, uh, but no racing in Southern California. Uh, Gulf Coast, pretty well clear, except for some action going on, rain around Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama. And then that uh, particular front goes right up through to the East Coast, not yet at the Atlantic coast, but to get in there, as the jet stream goes, but uh, already up in uh, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and uh, parts of New York, the city, snow. So we'll wait and see how the weather shakes out at Aqueduct, the big A today, right? We got to worry about the big A today. And of course, racing in Florida as well. Um... But the winter racing continues at, at Aqueduct, and uh, for the most part, it uh, seems like all systems are good today. Light rain right now, 37 degrees. Track sloppy, though. So uh, the uh, snow that uh, cover over there has now turned to rain in that area. So that's good stuff. Anyhow, uh, we will have uh, Jonathan Hardoon on with us, and uh, Jerry Jackowitz gave uh, John Lindo the day off. Of course, Richard Ang will be with us tomorrow when Santa Anita starts again. But I had an opportunity today, and I'm going to bring in uh, Ron Flatter, who is part of the great team over there at the HorseRacingNation.com. Mark this. Get this on your favorites. Put this on your app on your phone. All right? For all of you listening out there that are not listening here in Las Vegas, at Sports Talk 1400 AM, where we emanate and originate all the shows. But instead, throughout the uh, entire world, on the many different platforms we have, like our websites, racedaylasvegas.com, .vegas.world.global, your iPhone, your Android, with your phone apps, the KSHP phone apps that you can get, so you can hear us now. And, of course, uh, podcasting, however, wherever, whenever you get us. Welcome to the show. 
But uh, horseracingnation.com should be also part of your favorites, whatever system and however uh, you get your racing information and streaming because they are absolutely, I believe, the greatest uh, horse racing information uh, source for players. And so Ron is part of that team, and he does podcasting, had an opportunity to do a podcast or two once in a while with him. And I thought I'd invite him on the show today not only to talk a little bit about horse racing, but his uh, he posted his Eclipse Award votes on the site the other day. And he and I are going to go through our Eclipse Award votes uh, a little bit on the show after, of course, they've already named the finalists for that. So that's what we got to, on tap today, of course, your racing menu. And i got to get picks out of uh, Jonathan and Jerry, right? Jerry gave us a nice play yesterday that came in at Gulfstream Park, uh, his winner in the sixth race. Race day speed, 760 to win, and then the exact end, the trifecta followed with the link ups, dollar exact to 1970, 50 cent drive, $31.90. So we get some more from uh, John, Jonathan and Jerry as well. So we got a lot of good stuff to cover, and of course, uh, we should get started right now with that, uh, except uh, to remind everybody out there. Um, on our station, we had Brian Blessing, who uh, was the host of a sports show on our station. But he was a consummate racing fan, great guy, etc. We talked about him last week. He passed away suddenly. And they got a GoFundMe uh, uh, page for him. And we ask anybody out there who has either listened to Brian and enjoyed him, etc., or whatever, um, to go to his uh, GoFundMe page, Brian Blessing's GoFundMe page. He left... Uh, his wife, his son, his uh, grandkids and all that uh, in a sudden way. And um, it would be nice to be help uh, helping them as well. So we wanted to put that out there. All right? All right, we're going to go to our first break. When we come back, we'll start talking a little bit about horse racing. By the way, Ired Ortiz Jr., he's going to come back Saturday at Gulfstream. He's back. He'll be back in action Saturday at Gulfstream after that uh, sideline with the injury. So that's good stuff, right? And um, Eclipse nominee Jessica Pfeiffer is set for the Saudi Jockeys Challenge. So she's going over there for that, too. How about that? <laughs> we'll be right back. Don't go away. Good stuff. STN Sports is the only sports betting app you need this season. STN Sports has it all. In-play betting, mobile parlay cards, the Play Plus card to fund and withdraw from anywhere in Nevada, and a $50 new sign-up bonus. STN Sports even lets you earn rewards for every bet. Safe and easy betting from your phone or tablet. Go to StationCasinoSports.com or sign up at any Station Casino or Wildfire. Details available at all sportsbooks. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. from drf.com is the exclusive past performance content provider for the race day las vegas show all righty back on race day las vegas and uh, before we get started with our menu just a couple of quick uh, thoughts uh of course uh for uh, racing. Flightline, I guess uh, his itinerary is still up in the air, but boy, those folks at San Anita are really working hard 
uh, to keep him there at uh, Santa Anita. So they said to kind of like the balls in uh, Mr. Sadler's court now of what what they want to do with him uh, over there. So that's good stuff. And uh, we'll go start with the menu because I got Jonathan Hardoon waiting there. And then I got uh, Ron Flatter. So we got to get started, don't we? Certainly we do. All right, here's the menu of racetracks available today in the racebook simulcast centers and racetracks around the country. I uh, want to remind everybody that the uh, first post times we broadcast on this show each and every day reflect that of the Pacific Time Zone. So if you're listening here in Las Vegas, these will be the first post times that roll out in our race books today. Because we are in the Pacific Time Zone here in your gaming capital of the world. If you're listening anywhere else on websites, phone apps, podcasting, etc., and you're not in the Pacific Time Zone, adjust to it. Because I don't want you to miss anything, of course, like I miss mom and dad. Okay, so here's uh, here's the menu for today. We begin with Laurel Park. Laurel is back in business. Yes, they are. All of that canceling because of the track condition and weather. They're back in business. Yeah. First post time for 10 races today at Laurel, 9-10. Next comes Gulfstream Park. Championship meet there. Pick six jackpot carry over 153,443. You know they add money to it if you're a single ticket winner until it gets uh, really up there. But right now, the uh, pure cash in the pick six jackpot today at Gulfstream. 153,443. Nine races. First post time, 930 at uh, Gulfstream. Aqueduct, where the track is sloppy right now and raining. First post time for eight races today at the Big A, 950. Delta Downs follows. There are nine races. Starts at 10.55. 10.55 first post time at Delta. And then we go to the fairgrounds, Nolens. Now, there might be a little weather down there. All right, the fairgrounds has nine races. Their first post time is 11.05. And they're getting ready for a big weekend at the fairgrounds. Oh, yeah, all those big races. The Duncan Kenner, the Marie G. Krantz, the Silver Bullet Day, the Colonel Bradley, the Louisiana Stakes, and, of course, the LeCompte. For the three-year-olds, all on Saturday. Today, though, first post time at Fairgrounds, 11.05. Turf Paradise is next, Phoenix, Arizona. Now, Turf Paradise has a pick-six jackpot carryover of $6,376. They have eight races today, and their first post time is 11.40. Then we go to Sam Houston. Sam Houston's got a couple of stakes races today at $75,000 a pop. First two races on the card, too. The My Dandy for Colts and Geldings at five and a half furlongs for three-year-olds goes as the first, and the uh, Darby's Daughter for three-year-old fillies uh, goes as the second, both at five and a half furlongs. First two races, stakes races tonight at Sam Houston, 11 races overall. First post time with a super high five jackpot carryover of 17635 bucks is set at 2 p.m., 2 o'clock Pacific time. And then we wrap it up at Charlestown. Charlestown has a pick six jackpot carryover at 16,468. Nine races, first post time, 4 p.m. at Charlestown. And that is your racing menu for today. All right. Now I'm going to go to Jonathan Hardoon standing by. Jonathan, good morning. Good morning, Ralph. How are you? Good. How's uh, how's the weather in your part of the country? For it raining, I guess. Well, it's raining, but they say it's going to turn to snow. Yeah, that's so what I see there. Yeah. Stays- a while away a while because i don't want them canceling in the middle of the day that's no fun no so, so far so good just a sloppy track and uh you know it's the winter you got to deal with the weather nothing you can do about it yeah no no yeah that's it i mean you can't do anything about it except uh you know and i gotta tell you uh the old winterized track and i'm sure the same goes for this pretty holds form pretty good it does. It does. I mean, there are days when when speed dominates, but for the most part, uh, as long as it's not frozen, it's okay. And uh, again, you have to learn to adjust on the fly when you're handicapping in the winter. <laughs> well, now, sure. uh, what about uh, handicapping a Gulfstream with that uh, plastic uh, track they got there? Please. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, Nothing makes any sense. There's no rhyme or reason to half of it, so... All right, Jonathan. Well, uh, we we got to deal with it because we got to look for winners because uh, that's just the nature that's of it. our. It's we got to keep plugging away. That's the nature Let's of our at, game. That's for sure. Where are we going first? Uh, we're going to look at Aqueduct seventh race today, seven furlongs on the main track and uh, full field of nine here. 
And I like the number six horse in here, Primacy. This is a five-year-old mare from the Chad Brown barn, Eric Poncella board to ride. She's listed at five to one on the morning line. You can draw a line through her last race. Her previous four starts, all good enough to get the job done here, including a big race at Churchill on a wet track, coming off of a freshening, five to one on the morning line, number six, Primacy, wins today, seventh race out at Aqueduct. All right, seventh race at Aquac. Number six, Primacy, is Jonathan Hardoon's play for us on that uh, sloppy racetrack right now. Seventh race, number six, at the Big A Aqueduct. Now we'll go to some uh, better weather, I guess. Gulfstream. Yeah, well, <laughs> you hope. You never know, though. But, yeah, we're going to look at the third race today, Ralph. Seven furlongs on the main track. And I like the number five horse in here, Raspberry Ballet. This horse ran real well two starts back. She bounced last time out. She's listed at a ridiculous 12 to 1 on the morning line. It's a short seven horse field. She's the longest shot in the race, and she's going to run 1 2 here. I like number five, Raspberry Ballet, to upset and win today's third race out of Gulfstream. All right, third race at Gulfstream, number five, Raspberry Bar. Uh, Ballet, Raspberry Ballet. Ballet. What's a Raspberry? Ballet. What's a Raspberry <laughs> Ballet? <laughs> Who knows? I don't that's know. the name of the horse. So. All right. The, we're just going to call it the five horse in the third race. How about the that? The five and the third. Does that make you feel better? Yeah, it does make me feel better. 12 to 1 has <laughs> got to be a fantasy in a seven-horse field, though, right? Why? The horse uh, only one win, career win number two comes Well, today. because the way you talked about it, you know what happens every time you say something about a horse on the show. The horse, the first flash on the board is 8 to 5. We have like we have smart listeners. What can I tell you? <laughs> in any case, the third race love to get a nice price on the five, five and the third at Gulfstream. All right, Jonathan, I know you've done work at both Aqueduct and Gulfstream for the entire card, so tell them how to get it. Then go to the website at j o n h a r d o o n dot com. We have best plays. We have full card today. We offer Aqueduct and Gulfstream selection. All right, my man. Thanks a lot. Stay dry and stay safe, and we will talk to you tomorrow. Thanks, Ralph. And stay safe and be well. All right, you got it, my man. Thanks a lot. Coming up next, Ron Flatter, HorseRacingNation.com. I'm telling you, you got to put that on your favorites, or you're really missing the boat. Great information from a horse player's side on that site every day. We'll be right back. STN Sports is the only sports betting app you need this season. STN Sports has it all. In-play betting, mobile parlay cards, the Play Plus card to fund and withdraw from anywhere in Nevada, and a $50 new sign-up bonus. STN Sports even lets you earn rewards for every bet. Safe and easy betting from your phone or tablet. Go to StationCasinoSports.com or sign up at any Station Casino or Wildfire. Details available at all sportsbooks. from drf.com is the exclusive past performance content provider for the race day las vegas show all right back on race day las vegas and uh you know i had a chance on a show uh, today's show because we don't have john uh john lindo or um you know, Rich Ang and all the other stuff that we normally have on a busy day of uh, racing over the weekend, uh, to sit and have a chat with Ron Flatter uh, from HorseRacingNation.com. Now, here's the deal. You go to their site, and you got, like, the headlines, and, and this is where I pulled off uh, Ired's return uh, from his injury on, on uh, Saturday. He's going to be back Saturday at Gulfstream Park, and all of the top little stories there. Then you got the handicapping section. Telling you about uh, the uh, Kentucky Derby, betting the Kentucky Derby future book right now. A look at the Lecomte Stakes, Louisiana uh, Stakes, and Stakes races there. Then you got the HRN podcast, which features Ron Flatter. Ron does their uh, podcast there. He's got a whole bunch of great podcasts on there you should listen to. But they got the best of the blogs, the national tweets, carryovers, and uh, what the horse racing nation is talking about right now, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, uh, and and they sell, uh, of course, handicapper sites as well, entries and results for all tracks. It's just a really neat laid out website for horse players. 
And uh, I got to tell you, I enjoy the heck out of it. And I'm going to bring in Ron Flatter right now. Ron, good morning. I should bottle that and use that for our promotional tool. Thank you, Ralph. I appreciate that very well, much. I mean, come on. That's good stuff there. You know, you get, and let me put it this way. In about 10 minutes, if they went to your site, because you also have uh, six stories uh, highlighted in a big window right at the top of it that goes through, mm-hmm. like, the top stories, like the jockey stats, analyzing Santa Anita riders, et cetera, and hot jockeys, a uh, barn tour. Right now you got uh, Dan Blacker's uh, barn tour on there, mm-hmm. uh, and it has shows a picture, nice, a nice picture with his kids. You got uh, yeah. the, the look at the Pegasus World Cup, uh, which is coming up. Uh, and and you even have uh, the probables there. You're, you're looking at the Lecompte this weekend, of course, with speed biases and et cetera, and and maybe uh, you know a thought about the the future book there. And of course, uh, the fastest runners of the week. I mean, you got a good stuff, a lot of good stuff there. Yeah, we're trying to. We're trying to make sure we're scratching the itch. Whenever I'm in the newsroom and somebody pitches a story to me, and I say, well, you know, I'm going to ask first, and they go, oh yeah, we know what you're going to ask first, <laughs> and then we say it at once. Can you bet on it? Because if the answer is no, you're really going to have to sell me hard for why we're putting it on the site. So, right. yeah, we're, we're yeah. trying to cater to the horse player. Absolutely. Now, you don't dabble at all in any sports, though, there, right? Uh, I'm not supposed to tell you that. In the state of Kentucky, uh, sports wagering is illegal and is not accepted under the Commonwealth purvey. Yeah, I, yeah, I do. Of course I do. <laughs> I find I find a way. I go across the river. Indiana's got sports betting. Yeah, and then you know something on my phone might attract myself to something that I, you know, if I cross a body of water, I can get uh, to it. So, I see. Yeah, the OGPS there. So you're you guys. Yeah, I guess, and and I might add, I might add, I have I have a proxy for my larger stuff back in Las Vegas. So I'm not I'm not far far away. Well, now you know if you're in the Commonwealth of Kentucky, uh, not too far from uh, Cincinnati, where the Bengals uh, will be on the road playing Tennessee. Right. So I'm sure you'll. They have a thought or two about that, but back to horse racing. Right now, mm-hmm. you, you guys. Uh, right now, you guys got the probables for the Pegasus World Cup, the in- invitees, and all that. And really, it comes down to Nick's uh, go, and life is good, right? It does. And right now, we're seeing at this point a field of eight mm-hmm. in a field where they're trying to get twelve. Uh, two things scare people off from the Pegasus, and I covered the Pegasus the first several years it was going until COVID hit, and then. Uh, uh-huh. Uh, then the NAC is going to be the same weekend as Pegasus, so I'll actually be out your way instead of down yeah, Florida we're ho- this Yeah, we're holding it here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, second time in six months or five months or mm-hmm. whatever it is. So as it is, uh, the two things that scare people off, one is getting a bad draw at a mile and an eighth. And if you have a big field and you're stuck on the outside and you have that short run to the first turn, well, more is the pity. I mean, we saw that what happened with California Chrome when he got hung out there and in his last race in his career wound up going asunder because of where he was drawn. Uh, yeah, Gunrunner overcame that, but the field was pretty lame that year. And that's the other thing, because you have the two horses you mentioned, Nick's Go, who will be the horse of the year, mm-hmm. and Life is Good, who just came about uh, yay far from being undefeated against three-year-olds last year. That's right. Uh, those are the two horses that are scaring everyone off. And I uh, had Dallas Stewart on my podcast last week, and and I said, you know, are, are those two scaring everyone off? Because he's going to have Chess Chief and Title Ready in there. And he goes, well, yeah, they're two good horses. What do you think? <laughs> they wouldn't, wouldn't you think twice? So that's exactly the case. And I, uh, but if you just mention those two horses, that's a pretty good matchup, and uh, that's going to be worth the price of admission right there. I think it does, and like you say, with the draw of post positions, even though there's only eight in the race, you wouldn't want one of those horses, uh, either Life is Good or Nick's Go, to draw the eight post, although if it does come down to that bad luck, uh, Nick's Go, if he draws on the outside just quicker, and he'll probably just get to the lead from the outside anyhow. Yeah, you just have to wonder if you, if uh, that's a case where Joel Rosario is going to have to quarter horse him, right? So at the beginning, you yeah. don't know that that's always the best thing, but this is a, a damn good horse. He's certainly capable, and we saw, I mean, gosh, he almost looked like a quarter horse for a mile and a quarter at the oh. Breeders' Cup Classic at Del Mar, didn't he? So that, that's uh, to be seen. And, you know, if it's a field of only eight, I'm not sure being hung out at eight is as bad. It's certainly not as bad as being hung out at 12. So just a couple paths in, you know, that might make all the difference in the world. Well, we know that, um, you know, the other uh, horses, uh, even if they are racing for second or third, are going to get a good paycheck. Anyhow, the thing is worth $3 bucks. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's not a buy-in anymore. They, the whole no. thing of the poker game. That was a noble. I thought it was a noble experiment. It's worked in Australia far better than they and they stole the idea from here mm-hmm. and they've worked that for a couple of different races down there. But uh, different uh, different set of circumstances and it just it didn't really work out as well as they had hoped here. And but I give them credit for trying it. I absolutely give them credit for trying it. And now it's just. It's just your standard $3 million race. Uh, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. It sounds like, you know, when it was $16 million, it's a come down. But, hey, there's a little race here in Louisville that's worth exactly as much every May. So, yeah. you know, consider that, too. And you are based out of Louisville now. I want to remind everybody mm-hmm. about that. Uh, you were formerly uh, here in Las Vegas with the uh, folks mm-hmm. over at VSIN. And uh, and uh, certainly uh, you'll be back to uh, play in the NHC coming up here, what, next week? Yeah, I'll be in the charity challenge, and that's as uh, I, I feel bad for the charity that I'm rep- you know I'll be representing. I'm still working on that. I, I we half the money that you win if you do win goes uh-huh. to the uh, the permanent disabled jockeys fund, and then you're uh, allowed to designate the other half for another charity. And I you know I might just double down and put it all there, but it's uh, but I, that's making the rash presumption I would actually be better than some formidable foes I will be facing in what is basically the media and celebrity division. All I got to tell you is get a very sharp darts and a good dartboard. That's, you know, that's almost, you know, what's the thing? If you ever listen to Tony Kornheiser's podcast, he has a monkey that picks football games. <laughs> but the monkey would do better than me, I think, in picking the horse races. Well, but, uh, you know, I, I, I try. I um, try. You know, you're, you're a humble individual, but uh, I've seen you uh, make uh, nice predictions uh, in, uh, every now and then, and certainly uh, you're not a guy who likes three to five. Uh, you are correct, sir. You are correct. All right, uh, Ron, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go to a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about our Eclipse Award vote, since you already okay. have uh, indicated with uh, Nick Sko that he'll be the horse of the year. And by the way, I concur. But we'll take a look at uh, what we wound up with and against the uh, finalists. How about that? I don't like the idea. Okay, we'll be right back. Horse Racing Nation is the website, and it's also a phone app. So uh, right after the show, go and put them on your, your, uh, your devices. We'll be right back. STN Sports is the only sports betting app you need this season. STN Sports has it all. In-play betting, mobile parlay cards, the Play Plus card to fund and withdraw from anywhere in Nevada, and a $50 new sign-up bonus. STN Sports even lets you earn rewards for every bet. Safe and easy betting from your phone or tablet. Go to StationCasinoSports.com or sign up at any Station Casino or Wildfire. Details available at all sportsbooks. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. Alrighty, back on the Race Day Las Vegas radio program, sharing time with Ron Flatter from HorseRacingNation.com. And uh, Ron, you are one of the fortunate people, as I am, to be uh, to have a uh, very uh, precious uh, vote in the Eclipse Awards. And mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, they just announced the finalists the other day. And so uh, we'll go over a little bit on our sheets uh, as well. And I'll start with uh, two-year-old male. And I'll start with Corniche, and I think we're going to get a lot of abstentions in this category because of the Baffert factor. As a protest, uh, there will be those who are just going to abstain entirely rather than either A, voting against Baffert and Corniche, or uh, B, just uh, 
leaving him off the sheet, uh, Cornish is absolutely deserving. And I did vote in this category. I didn't feel a protest was something that should be uh, that would be necessary here. Not that I would even agree with it. But Cornish is three for three with two grade one wins. Why should I penalize the horse for what people think of the trainer? Got to keep the politics out of it, what the horse did on the racetrack. I agree with you, and that's why I also have voted for Cornish and did not abstain. Two-year-old filly. Isn't Echo Zulu going to be unanimous, Ralph? I think so. I think we both agree yeah. on that. Uh, now, i got to tell you, I'm going to go to three-year-old filly first yeah. because uh, okay. That's, okay. That's, that's a little bit of a tricky um, Malafat, I thought Malafat absolutely on, uh, in that particular case. I think uh, she won the bigger races. And, uh, yeah, going global, Santa Barbara certainly put up good resumes. Malafat just seemed like that much better a horse to me. Well, so far we concur because I've got Malafat on top two. Uh, okay, we'll go to the controversial one now. Three-year-old yeah. male. Again, trying to keep the politics out of this, but three-year-old male. I know the case has been made for a Medina spirit, and I voted for essential quality. To me, uh, I mean, even if you turn away from the politics of it and mm-hmm. ignore all that, uh-huh. I think essential quality was still the best. I won the race of the year in the Belmont Stakes, won the Travers, was in a merry-go-round in the Derby, and if uh, he had not had to go farther, would have maybe won the race, a narrow fourth. Uh, here's the thing on Medina Spirit. I get that he beat Essential Quality twice and had a grade one win against older horses, but in his division, he was three for seven. And this isn't a head-to-head competition. It's a division championship. I mean, it's not like you can say, hey, New Orleans beat Green Bay, so New Orleans is the best in the NFC. It doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. And I put life as good second ahead of Medina Spirit because, again, he was a neck from being perfect in his division in the same in the same division at shorter distances and so, to me, it's just politics, politics. It doesn't even matter. I think essential quality was the best three-year-old male. Uh, the Eclipse Award is based on the body of work throughout the entire year. We all know that, you know, in my opinion, until uh, he proves otherwise, probably the best three-year-old last year was uh, Flightline, but he never got a chance to prove the two-term mm, deal and everything else. Interesting. He uh, absolutely uh, had jaw-dropping performances, and in the Malibu, that was not a field of mince meat. He, he beat uh, solid horses, solid sprinters in that race in decisive, jaw-dropping fashion. But I couldn't vote for him because his body of work of the year, and with Medina Spirit winning uh, the Kentucky Derby, etc., was a coin flip for me, and I went for Medina Spirit over essential quality and life is good. But I honestly believe all three of those you can mix and match any way you can. Those were the three mm-hmm. that, that were the uh, certainly at the uh, top of the division all year and gave us a lot of good uh, performances. All right, uh, older female. Latruska, despite the loss in the Breeders' Cup, everything you just said holds true. Uh, it's the the year's work in this case that prevails for me over She Dares the Devil and Royal Flag. Those were my other two but I go with uh, Fausto Gutierrez's uh, horse of a lifetime for him. I agree. Latruska was my top selection as well. Uh, I don't think we have to go any further. The Knicks go for older dirt mail. Correct. They? Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Maxfield and Silver State, nice years, but not even close to Knicks go. Yeah, that's absolutely right. Male sprinter. Now, again, if you believe that Flightline was the best three-year-old and best sprinter, uh, you might want to vote for him on a small body of work. Uh, I couldn't do that because the Eclipse Awards is for the entire year. So who is your male sprinter? Flightline, and I'll tell you why. Mm-hmm. To me, this is the eye test. And if you look at the entire year's work, I would say, yeah, okay, find me a standout in this division. I'm waiting. Golden Pal, yeah, really good on the turf. One grade one win. Jackie's Warrior answered the bell. A lot of tracks but only four for seven and failed twice as a favorite in sprints Mm -hmm. flight line to me on the eye test. I mean, I, okay. One eighteen buyer. If that had been a week later, would it have been as high at the beginning of the year, as opposed to the end? You don't want to set the bar too high for better performances subsequently in the year, but that's a big number. And to me, he just, he just looked the best sprint horse. Sometimes the eye test prevails, particularly when there is not an obvious standout. So I went Flightline. I got to tell you that I believe Flightline was the best racehorse in the country last year. No doubt about it. 
and I believe he's going to prove that point this year. Might wind up horse of the year. If all the parts stay in the right place, this horse has had three monster visually and numbers-wise mm-hmm. uh, jaw-dropping performances. But again, it was the um, the work of all year. And I, I uh, voted for Dr. Cheval because he was just a nose away from mm-hmm. uh, winning the Breeders' Cup sprint, etc. Female sprinter? Yeah, I, don't, a- I don't think there's any doubt about female sprinter, do you? I think there is. Uh, oh, I think it's going to be between Gamine and CC. I got Gamine because, again, four for five with two grade one wins, reigning champion CC beater. But, again, body of work for the year and is a standout. Again, it's different from the males because there was nobody with more than one grade one win. Right. Gamine had a couple. So I'm yeah. going Gamine. I'm doing Gamine, too. And uh, it wasn't that close for me. Uh, CC's one win over her in a, a situational race <clears throat> doesn't uh, – doesn't make uh, for the body of work, that's for sure, for the mm-hmm. entire year. I agree. Uh, female turf horse. Toughest category of all. Really, really, really torn between Warlike Goddess and Loves Only You, and I finally went with Warlike Goddess, largely because I think her four-race win streak was really underrated. Uh, Loves Only You, yeah, one over here, came over from Japan. I won a lot of money thanks to her mm-hmm. <laughs> in too, the Breeders' yeah. Cup. Mm-hmm. Made me profitable. Yeah. A uh, couple of wins also, also at Hong Kong. But, you know, is is she a course horse at Hong Kong? She's got a couple wins there this past year. Uh-huh. Again, I think that four-race win streak for Warlike Goddess, I'm underscoring that. And despite the head-to-head loss, I'm going in her direction. But I would not quibble at all if Love's Only You were to win it. And I got to tell you, I uh, used uh, Santa Barbara. I thought Santa Barbara had the body of work. Uh, but I can tell you okay. this. Um, you're right. Warlike Goddess uh, was a horse that will always be dear to me on uh, Breeders' Cup Day because of the uh, money we made on oh, her. Oh, yeah. John Lindo had her as a big pick on uh, Breeders' Cup Day, that's for sure. Male turf horse? Domestic spending, tough call a little bit. Uh, went with the one that had two grade one wins and missed a third by only a neck. Colonel Liam and Golden Pal were also underneath on my ballot, but domestic spending. Yeah, me too. It was a nod, but I got domestic spending as my uh, top selection there. Uh, and I guess now we get to, uh, well, we'll do the uh, uh, the humans first. Owner? Good off and easy slam dunk. Me too. Breeder? Same. Uh, me too. Jockey. Now, the jockey race is uh, kind of, uh, it could have been any any one of the three that I voted for, but who do you have? Joel Rosario, I think, because he was on Nick's Go, also at Jackie's Warrior, also Echo Zulu. Luis Saez with a big spring and summer, but if you look at Joel, he just was so steady every month of the year. Irad Ortiz, I threw in at third. Missed the last month. I know controversy swirling around him at the end of the year, but mm-hmm. that's the old thing. If it had been at the beginning of the year and then we're voting at the end, you forget about it. I, so I put him third, but I got Joel uh, with uh, a, a not, uh, you know, maybe a length of victory over Luis. I got to tell you, this is more of a regional vote uh, for the voters out there because people on the West Coast think that Flavian Pratt could be the best oh, jockey sure. in the country right now. Mm-hmm. I put Irae Ortiz on top for the body of work for him, and okay. Rosar- Rosario and Pratt were also in there with me. Apprentice okay. jockey, uh, I went for Jessica Pfeiffer. I know she'll win it. I don't vote on it. Uh, my bosses don't have me paying a lot of attention to the apprentice jockey category, nor steeplechase horse, so I annually abstain. Uh, you know, let the let my fellow voters uh, who are based in California take their shots at me and tell me to do my homework uh, when they write my paycheck. I'll I'll <laughs> obey that. <laughs> well, just for FYI, steeplechase horse, I voted for the mean, mean queen, and uh, we get now to trainer. Brad Cox make it two in a row. Steve Asmussen with a, a wonderful career accomplishment to become North America's winningest trainer Mm -hmm. charlie appleby on both sides of the atlantic really making his mark and not just in the breeders cup i voted him third but i went with brad nicks go and essential quality i think they he rides their coattails or they ride his whichever way you want to look at it uh that's why i went with brad to get his second in a row i can tell you this over my course of uh, covering the sport and actually being on the backside and a younger and another life uh, you could have some of the best talent in the world, but if you don't know what to do with it and you don't keep them happy yeah. and you don't keep them at mm-hmm. the high level of performance for a long period of time, that uh, is the wheat from the shaft as far as uh, great trainers. And Brad Cox proved that, so he also 
was my uh, selection. And Steve Asmussen, of course, also there uh, as my second selection for his uh, overall career. And, and Chad Brown is always there, so, you know, what mm-hmm. can you do for that? And, of course, Horse of the Year. Uh, I went with uh, Rapid Redux. Uh, <laughs> yeah, all right. Claim- <laughs> yeah. No, uh, n- Nick's go. Uh, look, terrific at two turns, a sub-two-minute mile and a quarter in the Breeders' Cup Classic, and it's going to be great to see him go out however he goes out when he goes in the Pegasus a week from Saturday at Gulfstream. But Nick's go and in a romp over Latruska and essential quality for me. I agree. Nick's go is uh, just uh, in, in a class by himself as far as last year's concerned. We will wait and see if, like we said about Brad Cox, keep him at the high level of competition going into this year, et cetera. But the good thing about it is a lot of the horses that we also uh, all voted for, um, a lot of them are coming back in competition yeah. this year, which is a good thing because normally mm-hmm. in a lot of other years, man, you had all these top Eclipse Award winners that were already off to the breeding shed. Yeah, that's very true. And so, yeah, hope springs eternal in that regard. And my big question with the ones who are going to win, we mentioned Echo Zulu, unanimous. She'll be unanimous, I think, as two-year-old filly. Uh-huh. You think I'm trying to get a hold of Steve Asmussen to pin him down? You think he might uh, send her against the boys this spring uh, for a rather large race here in Louisville? I don't think he will, but maybe, maybe. Well, he's the type of guy that would. He would, and he did that certainly with Untappable, but it's yeah. uh, it, it's a Haskell, so you, there's a track record there. Um, but uh, he's also decided not to in other cases, so we'll see. We'll, yeah, we'll see. I'm I trying think, to pin him down. I think the horse will tell him more than he will tell the horse, that's for I, and sure. Which is, which is what he'll probably tell me when I pin him down. That's right, right. and which is uh, what they're supposed to do anyhow, by the way. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Ron, uh, you're looking forward, of course, to the Pegasus World Cup coming up and uh, the Kentucky Derby and all the, all the legal stuff that's swirling around this Derby uh, from last year, residual from last year. I mean, come on, can we get this sure. thing over with? Well, I'm, I, I, what difference is it going to make? I mean, I, I know everybody wants to say, oh, let's get it over with and declare a winner. Well, how does that change our lives? Well, you know, it, the, it the does change our lives in the fact that w- if he's declared a winner, they throw out the uh, the uh, positive and Baffert can go back and, and, and bring horses to the Derby. Not necessarily. You, you don't think if that happens in the court that, that they'll uh, uh, take away the banishment? Well, in the first place, they're not in court yet with that in particular. They've already adjudicated oh, whether the sample was tampered I with. We know. still have to get the Kentucky Horse Racing Commission to issue cut bait. But that's that's a whole other matter. And, and look, this is going to wind up in court sooner than later. I have a. Uh, don't you think that that's the odds on that we're going to find somewhere that uh, either Baffert's going to try uh, to push against uh, the ban continuing, or a deal is going to be made, or some such. So yeah, we can wait for that. As far as uh, you know, who won last year's Derby? Yeah, that's like saying, okay, well, let's go vacate uh, when uh, you know uh, what's his name. Uh, I'm blanking now. USC Reggie uh, Reggie Bush won the uh, yeah. Heisman. Okay, yeah, let's yeah. go vacate that for something that's legal now. So yeah, uh, yeah whatever. I mean, yeah. it doesn't change our lives in the least. No, uh, it does. And, and they're not cashing my Mandaloon futures ticket. Uh, any longer than uh, it takes well, me to and they're not cashing it. my mandaloon uh, uh, a trifecta and superfecta. I had him, uh, him and another horse on top with all the others that rattled home behind them in the uh, Kentucky Derby, and uh, nice, uh, nice, uh, nice story to say I had it, but yeah, yeah, and mandaloon finally coming back this weekend, too. Yeah, huh? How about that? All right. Uh, uh, you know, you're a handicapper, and the, and it's a, a great handicapping site. So give me a, a thought uh, on this weekend's LeCompte, and I'll let you go. Okay. Uh, Epicenter is going to be the favorite, no doubt, for Steve Asmussen coming off the six-and-a-half-length win in the Gunrunner. Uh, but I'm going to try and go against him. I think there's enough speed out front in this race that somebody can poach it from just off the pace. And I'm going to go with uh, Brad Cox's horse, Cyber Knight. Now, he's putting blinkers on him which would suggest maybe he'll try to challenge for the lead. I hope not. Florent Giroux is the type of jockey, though, who I think can just sit off of it just a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I'll go with Cyberknife. I know it's not going to be a big price, but I'll, I'll look at him in a, in a pretty stout field. I also, Surfer Dude could be interesting on the lead if, uh, the, if speed holds up for Dallas Stewart on the rail. Uh-huh. But I'll, I'll stay with the number six horse, Cyberknife, in the LeCompte and- on Saturday, where it's supposed to be dry, but the turf course could be drying 
from wet earlier in the week. Yeah, we have a, a rooting interest here at race day because uh, Jonathan Ardoon's uh, family, uh, his uh, son, is uh, part of the Cyberknife uh, crew there of the ownership. And uh, oh, he, Gold Square, okay, yeah, and he's a gun runner too. So uh, that's mm-hmm. always that's always good breeding, that's for sure. And we are just starting on that road of points, serious points, or at least points to start a foundation yeah, for the Kentucky yeah. Derby. Be, be very careful taking a horse out of fairgrounds, which tends to, and doesn't tend to, two out of three times, it seems, uh, in the comp. Closers do better than speed horses because of the long straight. However, we know at the Kentucky Derby, closing speed does not translate as well. So yeah. it's very rare that a horse comes out of fairgrounds and then turns around and wins the Kentucky Derby. So just bear that in mind as you look uh, and fast forward from this particular race. See what I'm talking about, folks? If you don't get to horseracingnation.com every day to get your fill of the stuff on there, you're really missing the boat. I want to thank you so much, Ron. Real quick, uh, who's the podcast this week? Uh, we're going to have uh, John G. Dooley. Uh, we'll be talking from Fairgrounds about what's going to happen this weekend and a trainer to be named. All right, horseracingnation.com, Ron Flatter. Ron, I want to thank you so much for chewing the fat with us today, and we will have you on uh, soon again, I hope. Thanks, Ralph. All right, you got it. We'll be back with Jerry Jackwitz. Get a pick or two from him right after this. STN Sports is the only sports betting app you need this season. STN Sports has it all. In-play betting, mobile parlay cards, the Play Plus card to fund and withdraw from anywhere in Nevada, and a $50 new sign-up bonus. STN Sports even lets you earn rewards for every bet. Safe and easy betting from your phone or tablet. Go to StationCasinoSports.com or sign up at any Station Casino or Wildfire. Details available at all sports. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's Racebook has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the Racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our Racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. The Race Day Las Vegas Show, the only exclusive daily local media racing information source in Las Vegas. Well, that was an enjoyable chat. Now we're going to get to uh, a man who gives us uh, certainly enjoyable chats and uh, some selections. One that won yesterday that gave us a winner, an exact and a trifecta at Gulfstream, Jerry Jackowitz. Good morning. Good morning. I have one comment on the previous uh, uh, segment you ran. Medina Spirit won the Kentucky Derby. Who cares? Yeah, well, yeah, that's right. I mean, uh, it's all all legally. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, you've got uh, Gulfstream Park. The power page is right now at the uh, station casinos free of charge. Uh, The uh, the power pages for Gulfstream uh, are available today. Uh, Handling the uh, tap of the footing with the uh, numbers well? Yeah, I think we're doing very well with it. And... um... Um, you know, the, the, the Tapita, there's a lot of, comp, you know, there's a lot of competition on it, but I think our numbers have been, you know, really spot on. And uh, generally the winners have been, you know, coming from the top three, not always, but uh, but you have to watch because these races are very competitive. Uh, yesterday, um, there was a feeling that inside speed type horses were doing better on the Tapita. But then pretty quickly after that, the outside closures started to take over. So um, it's, that's the thing to watch, really, is to watch the trips and to move the horses who are in better positions up in your figures and the ones that are in worse positions down if you feel that the track is still playing that way. Remember, with the power page, mm-hmm. I don't adjust the numbers for the potential of a, of a good or bad bias. 
I leave that to each of you out there to do. All righty. So you still got to do your own. Hand. The one observation Jonathan had is on the uh, synthetic racetrack, it seems that horses that make a uh, wider move turning for home uh, get a cleaner and better trip and win more often than the horses who tried to stay down on the inside. They just get uh, bad trips going much more than they would normally do on the turf course. Yeah, that may be part of it. Yeah. You know, sometimes you don't know what you're seeing, but yeah. you're getting the same result from... Yeah. <laughs> it could be one or the other, and that, mm-hmm. that, that may be true, but it really doesn't matter as long as the trend remains pretty constant. All right, let's so, get started. Yeah. Give me a couple of uh, horses. Yeah. And, you know, once again, Jonathan and I tend to agree on a lot of things. Uh Uh, Let's go to the fifth race, Ralph. Mm -hmm. Now, one of the things that I've often said is, you know, value. I would like to consider myself to some extent a value uh, player. Uh Um, If you always bet where the value proposition is in your favor, Mm -hmm. meaning you're getting paid more than you deserve, uh, you might have an opportunity to own a private island. (laughs) <laughs> and that's what we're going to do. We're going to take Private Island in the fifth, number seven. That was a long roundabout way of getting to that horse. But nevertheless, <laughs> well, I, in the fifth race, you like <laughs> the fifth race. You like the seven Private Island with. Yeah, I like him a lot. Um, by the way, this this really might be a little bit of a drop down, not a class rise. So keep that in mind. Okay. I like the seven with the one, two, five, and eight, and reverses, of course. But the seven is six to one. I would go down to maybe seven to two with the seven. All right. In the uh, fifth race, the seventh, the key. The link-ups are one, two, five, and eight, and reverse. $2 ROI on the seven in the fifth, the key horse there. One more, and we'll let you go. Okay. Let's go to race number eight for our our next play. Again, we're going a mile on the turf, Mm -hmm. um, and uh, this play is all about... about a trip improvement. Okay. Uh, number six, causing a hullabaloo mm-hmm. uh, from Mark Cassie. Uh, really took the worst of it his last uh, last time out. He had a, an uncoupled entry, but they 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 uh, scratched the other half of that super all star. Um, why we run two and one will do, I guess, is a, okay. is a good saying here. But number right. six, causing a hullabaloo with Sean Bridgeman just needs a little better of a trip, and I think he can run right over. She can run right over these. Okay. I like the six over the one four five. Do my reverses. I'm going to come back and press up 6116. The four is scratched, so the play will be the six over the one, five, right. and reverse. $2 ROI on the six and another 1661, correct? That is correct. I had the four in and then I scratched them, but I didn't scratch them. But I now I've scratched them. He scratched. He scratched. Okay, there you are. Power pages again at the. Uh Station casinos free of charge today for Gulfstream Park. And, of course, uh, we start to crank it up for the weekend tomorrow, God willing. Crick Don't Rise. We'll be back tomorrow morning at our usual weekday start time at 7 a.m. Pacific time. want to thank uh, Ron Flatter for uh, spending a little time with us and all of our handicappers day in and day out as well. And, of course, most of all, you out there listening. Go ahead and say it, Jerry. Have a great race day, everybody. 